hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to A Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Uh, hello. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. Yes, you're having a nice day? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's marvellous. That's good. Well, I feel like someone's just dropped in on a casual conversation between <laughs> yes. two people. Um, I'm here today with Mr. Mark Rawlins from To Watch Who, a Doctor Who Podcast, <laughs> yeah, not a commentary podcast. No, featuring Miss Sarah Chu. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, her opinions are fabulous. Hang on a minute. What does she think about? Well, first of all, we're here today to talk about the android invasion. And if you're having deja vu, like two duplicate doctors and Sarahs, then you might be right because we have recorded this one before. We're well, going to mention that. Yeah, well, I was right. going to mention it. Yeah, because I've got a question for you. Yeah. Well, uh, due to your rather audacious use of pauses and lack of Hang on a lack of commentary, hold on a minute. Can we just get one, the story straight? Can you please explain okay. to everybody why we are doing this again? Okay, so when we did the Android invasion first time around, it was very early on. Like, how many? It's the first time we met. That's yeah, the no, first no, time no, we talked. In terms of hamster, you hadn't oh, done very, very many. Early. It was very yeah, early on, yeah, yeah. and it was a commentary. Do you know why? Right? Do you know yeah. why? Can I tell you? Right, because I was um, I was on the prowl for like um, <laughs> for, for for contributors to this thing. Yes, and um, you know, and and I had two favourite podcasts. Right, yeah, flight for entirety. And to watch who? Those mm-hmm. are my two that I absolutely would listen to the second they came out. Right. Anyway, so I was going to sort of scour on social media. Anyway. I found your Instagram handle. I was like, oh my God, this guy's super hot. Jesus Christ. I'm getting him on a hands to a blood pen knife. And there we were. But, so this was a, a commentary podcast. So I thought the idea was that you watched the episode and listened to these episode, um, these audio episodes along as a as like a DVD commentary, you know, like a commentary podcast. Anybody Therefore, does that. Well, Nobody. yes. Well, I thought people did. And I thought that was the whole concept. And I was like, I mean, I think I might have like once, but <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think people do. That's the most, that's, and, the, that's the unique version of someone doing that then. That's the only time that's ever happened. So I don't happened. think, well, listeners, do you watch along with the thing? I don't think you do. Well, you but should. You that's do, what it's designed well, for. That's what it was designed for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I thought if there were pauses, we were watching Honestly the action God. with the listener. And so it didn't matter. And now it's sort of evolved into more of a, it happens to be on the background. Like. <laughs> yeah. It happens to be on in the background, and it doesn't you know actually it matter. Now. You know what it is now. So, but I didn't realize. So, by the time we recorded that, it had already started evolving in that way. Like it, it, the yeah. concept had gone out the window you know, I'd, quite I'd early on. Done one with Jack, with uh, Joe Lidster, yeah, with Johnny Morris, few. people like that, and you know they they talked a lot. So that's why we were watching on, and also the internet connection wasn't great. Yeah, I there do was remember. a bit of a pause between. That's why it was a bit dodgy so and it was the first time i've seen it on the screen i was a bit i was a i was a little bit bewitched so i was lost for words as well so anyway don't go back and listen to that one because right? it's do basically this one instead me and yeah. mark not saying a lot and watching <laughs> yeah, i know i'm watching what, what's this evolved into now is essentially sort of mates with doctor who in the chat. background having a chat about it with trivia and yeah. personal stories and recollections and things like yes, that exactly but marvelous if you if you do want to listen along as well get your dvd ready yeah, and just to say, we have many, many recollections about this particular story now, because before we even go in, we need to mention that we visited the location of the android invasion in yep. Didcot. 
Yes, I think many a fan makes a little pilgrimage there to the Android Invasion Village. Yeah. Uh, and we did do that. But Including then, Nicholas Briggs. But then also, you asked me which story did I want to do that time. Yeah. And I chose I chose this one because it's one of my favourites. Oh, and I think no, you're quite surprised that I baffled. chose Android Invasion. Absolutely baffled. Because it's not up there really, is it? No. In terms and of favourites. It's always really. in this, uh, in the Hinchcliffe time, it's always a bit of a what is last it? one on the, the list, isn't it? Discontinuity Guide. Stupid, tiresome, and very irritating. No, no, I won't have it. What does Paul Connell know? I mean, he wrote Bloody yeah. Father's Day, didn't he, for goodness yeah. sakes. Um, oh. I just have to say one thing to you, though, before you press play. Okay. Let's play, play, play in a second, yeah? Yeah. You've got the clicker there. Uh, is, um, thank you. Because, no, no, wait, no, wait. No, hear me out. I'm not being sarcastic for once. I want to say thank you because you've allowed me to develop an appreciation for the absolute turkeys of Doctor Who. So, thanks to you. I mean, I already love the chase. But now, thanks to Two or Two, I've got a renewed appreciation of Keys of Marinus, the Space Museum, the Underwater Menace. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I love them all now. And I gave Android Invasion 5 out of 10 ones on Doctor Oha Reviews. Oh, my God. Now, I think I would give it an 8. It's fun. It's great. And we will see how much fun it is. Well, press play. Okay, here we go. Do I Honestly, count in? I've been waiting for you to press play anymore? for the last five and a half oh, minutes. Right. Okay, three, two, one, go. go. Whee! Here we are. Diddly dum, diddly dum. So, written by Terry Nation. Yes, my can we count favorite. the cliches? Well, yeah, I mean, if listeners have heard Too Watch Who, Which it's I'm become sure a bit have. of a thing. A Terry Nation part one has been a bit of a thing and I did a while back the Terry Nation drinking game part one, yeah, didn't did I? Yeah, that go? Oh my God, oh. there was a series of... Uh, Images of Mark so, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I did try. Images. Why shot... did I just say pictures? <laughs> there was a series of pictures, right? He started off in the Daleks. He looked perfectly sober. By the time he got to the... it's tough. Daleks do a master shot. plan. It he was... looked sozzled. Yeah, it was do a shot. Well, I turned it into a sip in the end because I couldn't do a shot. And Keys of Mariners Part One. Um, yeah, there's a lot, and, and it's here in this story as well. Yeah, all the lot. And yeah. I, that's what we say on Too Much Who a lot. Terry Nation doesn't really develop his style Doctor Who changes from the 60s no. right through well the pacing's you know, faster Terry Nation doesn't really this change this is more pacier than the Daleks part one but this is a great opening isn't this it is, with this oh my god unit soldier um, I mean you've got to be honest this is a story that starts off exceptionally strong and doesn't quite end as strong well okay okay and this is a great location a forest we love a forest don't yeah, we in Doctor right. Who was that forest in Didcot it was nearby. This is on private land because I did look up all the locations oh, before we yeah. went. You can't go to we, this particular what, bit. We went trenching through a load of woods. Yeah. I got stuck up a tree. I mean, you could go to any woods, really. And do you remember that? Be here. Yes, I, I do. I, got, I, I went so high in this tree, I couldn't get down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Tom Baker and Elizabeth Sladen. I mean, is there At anything the peak, finer? Peak of their time here. I know, in season... What season are we in? 13. 13, That's yeah. right. And don't you just love it when Doctor Who goes to a nice leafy wood? Exactly, yeah. It's the best thing in the world. You know why? Because kids have all got woods near them. Exactly. You can pretend this is anywhere. I mean, we could have taken a photo in any forest and said we'd been to the location of Android Invasion. <laughs> that looks like the forest like, out the road, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I believe that might be Eastbourne, you know. I oh, know. Um... Tom Baker's got a bit of a croaky voice in this He is, I think he's got a bit of a, a cold know why that on. is. No, why? No. This is after he jumped in that water. Oh, of course. He got bronchitis or something oh. like that. <laughs> is that bronchitis? Yeah, something like that. Oh, no. An STD of some kind. 
No that's, doubt. That's sexually transmitted, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Peak of his fame. <laughs> yeah, everyone was, uh, well, was walking into people's houses at this point, oh, wasn't it? With yeah, Elizabeth's like an STDs. <laughs> to watch Doctor Who. Hello. Can I watch Doctor Who in your house with Elizabeth, please? <laughs> I love these openings. Though. This is what Terry Nation does very well. The Doctor and Companion exploring on their own. You don't really get a sense of anything else going on, really. No. You're, you're you're finding out as they find out. It's all about them, that part isn't one. It? Because other there's other stories, doesn't it? We start off with a space liner, and it's all the crew doing, and you don't see the Doctor and companion for like quite a while into Ooh, this look at the last episode. One we did. Alistair, hello, Alistair. What about yeah. this one? Yeah. Um, so is that what you like? Is that your your like I, ideal? I do, and we have said this, haven't we? It's of quite a linear narrative there's nothing wrong with that though it's especially when classic. it's done i mean oh, so can this... i just say count the mysteries that hit in this exactly episode. that's what i love and it's... okay they don't always pay off but it doesn't matter because it's a fun part one we went okay so here's the the white boiler suit robot people we went to this location this is on the edge of i know and may i say we, we, we walked a along here it's, not, it's a nice plowed field now of us running away from the and androids we did try. <laughs> yeah and marked with the campus run i've ever seen in my life that is in fact on youtube should you wish to go and see it <laughs> so here the doctor and sarah we ran down that way as they did uh, at the edge of this field here. and there's a lovely and the actual village is just in path, sort of the same there? same way that it's portrayed in this they run through down and there's a path that goes yeah, out we went to the in village there. we, went, in those we woods. went down there yeah and there's a it's... lovely path which is goes over water yeah it's um... really nice okay okay this um this bit where sarah falls down this <laughs> is on private land this is a private quarry so obviously we didn't do this <laughs> now can i say yeah she manages to make this uh, you know the director barry letts yeah which we will talk about more because you know you're i love him too love yeah. barry letts um he does man- manage to make this look like a vertiginous drop. If they Unlike could, Peter yes. Moffat in The Five Doctors. Exactly. If they could do this here in the 70s, why not in The Five Doctors? You could ask that about many Which goes by... Story. It's the director, isn't it? The director... Yeah. And the ambition. And, and that's... Oh, my all- God. I love this bit. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This bit where the man goes slow motion over the cliff... It's I mean, great. it's such a memorable image. and He's it, it, effectively committing suicide. But nobody really talks... You know, you talk about the horror moments of Hinchcliffe. No one really talks about this, though. Is it because it's sunny and... It's not sunny. It's pretty windy and grey. No, I don't know. I mean, look at this! Played by... He's he's always in... Terry Walsh. That's not Terry Walsh, no. Oh, who is it? Um, I want to... Max Faulkner. Yes, I want to call him Max somebody. He's... I know... I recognise him in Peladon. He's a badger person in Peladon. And he turns Are you sure that's not Terry Walsh? That is not Terry Walsh. He's, Terry okay. Walsh was not Ginger. If anybody knows <laughs> who this stuntman is, it's John Max somebody, I think. All I'll say is this, is I tried to recreate this moment in Dickcart. <laughs> yeah. I jumped up onto a stile and jumped off that stile with the sun behind me a good. million times and then Mark made it into slow motion. <laughs> it doesn't look anywhere near as good as him going off that cliff, though. And this is an interesting point. That Freshly like the fresh... minted money. Money, yeah. <laughs> All the mysteries are building up. That's mm. what I really like. And we ain't even started. We're not even in the village yet. No. So this is some quarry somewhere. We never went here. No, no, no. We didn't go to this. Yeah. This is all... I, I, I do you love it when the pods come down? They're like big sultanas. They are the sultanas, I called them that, didn't That's I? Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and here, this is what I tried... So there here's a big sultana, right? Look, look at the bottom. There's grass there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then when the Doctor and Sarah 
have to duck down when they get shot at. Look, someone's put a little crash mat thing down for them so they don't get dirty on the grass. You'll see it when they get back up. Anyone getting a sense of deja vu? Mark did, in fact, make that point in our first version of the Android Invasion commentary. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not That's supposed how to I learned listen about to it. that. You're not supposed to listen to that. Well, it's one of those things where you, I've watched this so many times. I had the video. You never notice something like that. So and did then you when love someone points the first out, time you ever saw it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look, there's the. There. They're on a little mat. Now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on, you'd get that out of shot, wouldn't you? That, well, that's the thing, you that's don't... That's very so, funny. But you would never notice that, unless someone points these things out. Look, and when they get up, it's so obvious someone's put this old bit of sofa down for them. <laughs> it's a bit like up. when Sutek gets that up and that, horrible. that hand's holding down yeah. his cushion. You know? Oh, okay, can I just say, because Sarah Chu said when you were doing the Android Invasion on 2 Watch Who, mm. that she thought it was the Autons. And first of all, I was like... What is she talking about? Then I'm thinking, no, obvious. weapons in the hands. Exactly. It is very Auton-like. And I wonder why nobody pointed no that make, out. No one ever said. makes that connection, do well, they? I think nowadays... We sat on that bench. We did sit near that bench, yeah. And yes. this is the path going down to the village. Oh, it was lovely. Oh, so nice. Can I um, have a moment for Dudley Simpson, whose music is bloody brilliant in this? Mm. Yeah, he's great. Are we have a moment. Oh. Oh, no, sorry. Well, <laughs> oh, right. Not to hear it. Oh no, I just meant, I don't know, a moment to think about it, 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 or well, it A moment of silence for tink, Dudley tinkling Simpson, on the, please. Yeah, well, he did. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay, so this, yeah, this village here. It's in the middle of nowhere, it's this tiny. village. It's it is tiny. tiny. Oh, it's so nice though. I mean, they've got their own, because we went, it was a really hot day, a yeah. bit like this here. Yeah. Uh, we found ourselves wandering around this village, trying to find, obviously, that the, the main bit in the middle of the road there. It was so hot. We were like, we need an ice cream or a drink or something. There was this cute little shop just around the corner. And we found this shop. It was like a cupboard, wasn't it? It was like a cupboard. And this woman was walking like sort of alongside us. And we said, oh, excuse me, do you know where the nearest shop is? (laughs) And she went, yeah, just along here. I'm just going to run it now. So (laughs) I don't know what kind of, it was like, all the villagers ran the shop. They took yeah. it in turns to like volunteer to run the local shop I mean, and post it, office. It wouldn't take much to it was, run it. It, it was, was it was a broom cupboard. It literally was. And you had like you went in. And it was like it's like a little cabin, wasn't it? It was tiny. And you had a tiny little freezer with some ice creams, a couple of tins of baked beans, oh, some great. little bits of cereal, and thank God, I mean, some ice cream. It was very it was in the middle of nowhere. Roasting. It was like going back to another time yeah. in that place. But to say, I want to say, Barry Letts makes the village look really quite vast. And it is essentially a single road. So when they look at that road with the... What do you call that thing that's in the middle that gets tied to? It's a war memorial, I think. Okay, war memorial. I think they use a wider lens because in real life, that is such a tiny road. It is tiny. It is really small, that area. Can I say, Mark was like, I'm going, look, I want you to tie me up to that war memorial and then film me. And he's going, can we wait till there's no one around? I'm like, no, I want to do it now. So I didn't give a shit. I was just up there. And you, you I even, mean, he, Mark even brought real ivy to tie I me up with. I bought I plastic ivy. Oh, plastic ivy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, your attention to detail was phenomenal. I'm sure those villagers are used to, a bit like, um, what's it called? The demons one. Oh, uh, Wookiee Hulk, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called? Rutland Wars? No. no. Oh, what's, what's it, it called? called? <laughs> Demon, um... Death Zone on Gallifrey. Old, um... Oldborn. Oldborn! Oldborn, oh, I was going to say, right. Oldgate. Yeah. Oldborn. What's it A called? bit like Oldborn. Devil's Hump. Devil's, Devil's End. End, oh yeah. Oh, God. 
a bit like that. Glad no one comes here for attention to detail. <laughs> I think the villagers are very used to Doctor Who fans coming here. Yes. And recreating oh, that yeah. moment. Well, no. But it's right we, outside their house. I felt a bit, I don't we know. We went inside the park. Okay, and they've yeah. got pictures of Tom Baker and Elizabeth Slayton up all over the walls. Yeah, there's no one else in that pub. That's their biggest bit of trade is Doctor Who fans yeah, going in yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. Oh, God. On the Android Invasion DVD that we're currently watching, Nicholas Briggs Ghost, and there's literally got this woman going, oh, yes, we remember when Doctor Who came to the village. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Baker and Elizabeth Slayton. Well, I don't know why she's American now. <laughs> she's suddenly American. I'll make her Russian in a minute. No, um, she says that apparently when school was out, the whole village was flooded with kids. Mm, Amazing. I mean, look at them. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, when you little all the primary school, if there's filming going on and stuff. May I say that Elizabeth Sladen is, in fact, wearing a very functional clothes for this one, for lots of running around and stuff. Yeah. A nice pink trouser suit. And she looks fabulous. I was going to say salmon. Is it salmon? No, it's not salmon. Well, salmon pink? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Salmon's a bit more orangey than that. I do love that. the pub that looks like this. This is a great set and it matches, mm. I think, the outside very well. I love a pub like this. I think the all of these and it's I don't know what it reminds me of. The it's Avengers. Like, it reminds oh. me of the Avengers of the set of the late sixties. This, this pub could go up against in pub wars with the set in Battlefield. They're very great, good, what aren't about they? The pub in Terror of the Zygons. Yeah, um, I would put that third out of these. Oh, okay, this and Battlefield. I put Battlefield. What about this. the inn in the Reign of Terror? Uh, no, that's even. What, the pubs? Down. what about the pub that's in the War Machines that we keep cutting oh, to? Oh no, that's a club. No, that's the Inferno. Not the, oh, hey, I dig your fab gear. <laughs> what other pub is in War Machines? There's a pub which cutting back to with people watching the TV when oh, it's going, no. there's a terrible emergency occurring. No. These great cardboard boxes are attacking London. <laughs> uh, here we have the android villagers arriving in their van. This, this man, Oh, my God, this is... man with the moustache scares the hell out of me. He scared me. I did a great impression of him, didn't Very I? Very good, yeah. I don't know, his just face just scares me. But, like, at this point, yeah, we genuinely think this is the Earth because the Doctor and Sarah have landed and they oh, said to us, this is the Earth. So it appears that lots of very strange things are going on on the Earth. I think if you don't look... I mean, and, the, and it does obviously turn out that it's the Krell's planet and everything yeah, like that. that. If you analyse the story very, you know in detail, like the eye patch and all of that. It doesn't really hold up. But that's what Terry Nation is great at. He, he gets the big ideas, he writes his scripts with bullet points, androids, fake earth, crawls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sarah's face falling. Well, actually, he didn't write that. But, but, and then he's like, oh, I actually need to write a script for this now. And he just mess, mixes it all up. But it's great. I, I think love it. you're underselling the, the genius of this because until you find out at the end of episode two that this is not the earth yeah mm. you are being led down the garden path for two entire episodes you've been hoodwinked in the most spectacular way and then the, when the twist hits it's like fuck me this all makes sense now all of it mm. makes sense yeah I think it's a very very clever piece of structuring it's where then after that I like episode three when we're still on the planet and it's all sort of. Uh, I think episode four is the weakest in this. Four, yeah, when we go back yeah. to the earth, when we get Colonel, I think well, we'll then Colonel Faraday is, is we'll my problem about. with that. Look, can I just say Barry Letts's use of suspense and silence in this scene, where everyone's just Wonderful. there, and it's like, ding, ding. Yeah, and then it goes, yeah, it's brilliant. And you're like, what is happening? And they here? all come to life. And Barry Letts, we have to say, Barry Letts coming back to direct. Oh. Okay, can you please I explain to don't. the people out there why, in fact, you, you are going to dig up Barry Letts and marry him? I don't know. I just... 
when he does all these um, DVD interviews and uh, commentaries that he does for the DVD range mm. when he was alive, he just speaks common sense. And I do like it when these Doctor Who contributors speak common sense. Well, he tells the truth. It's all very balanced. It's not over the top. He's like, and his um, autobiography, his memoir, mm. him reading Who that, me? Oh, Who and Me, is brilliant. He's just so well balanced. He's like, <laughs> this has happened. And I, j- I could just listen to him all day. And he's, he's just very sensible. And, he's, and you can see, yeah, he's not maybe not the most dynamic director out of all of the Doctor Who directors. No. But he, has, he understands, because he's obviously been producer, he understands it so well. He understands and how to make television. He know, yeah, exactly. Like That's he's he's clearly and learned his craft well. He's acted, he's pro- yeah. He's directed, he's produced, yeah. he's written. So he understands the entire media of television. So yeah, maybe he's, he's not as dynamic as Douglas Canfield or someone like that. But I think he is shockingly competent. Like yeah, everything he directs. It, you, you know, you can guarantee it's going to be a good piece of television. And you can just tell that he would bring it in on time, on budget. Yeah, He'd just yeah, do yeah. And everyone, he wouldn't have any issues with anyone. He's just brilliant. Do you know what I love about him is, like, obviously he did Doctor Who, then he did classic serials, and I'm not sure what he did after that. But he came back after all these years to talk about these stories on documentaries, on mm. commentaries and things like that. And what he remembers about the technicalities yeah. he gives such insight into I his era and his stories mm. and i just believe that he's telling me the truth as well where yeah. sometimes i listen to his comedy and i'm like oh whatever Katie just, Manning. It, you know? yeah, exactly that's what i mean he just he just always is and being interested in the technical side of things and the behind the scenes side of things mm. he just brings that sensible voice I could just listen to him all day and the, even like you know Terence Dix goes over the top a little bit and embellishes that's, stuff that's and why they're a great Katie Manning, yeah yeah because he brings them back down to earth a little bit and he's like actually this is the... so commentaries with them on are absolutely brilliant it's, it's just a shame that he didn't get to finish he did fully one of his book didn't he and then yeah, he passed away yeah, and yeah. he only really got halfway through his time was it on... you that told me that you saw him and he said he wasn't going to was it no, someone? No. Oh, someone! I can't remember who it was now. Someone, was really well, it was really. It was a handsome contributor said yeah. that they saw met him. Yeah, and said when are you doing volume two, and he said no, I won't be doing volume oh, two. I just because he got about sort of just the end of season eight even, mm. and I would have loved to have uh, listened to the you know his his side of things for the rest of the Pertwee era. But even stuff like I just always wanted to know what he was like when he was advising on season 18 with John Nathan Turner. Oh my god. Because that story hasn't really been oh told anywhere because he didn't want to talk about it. And you can't really I mean you got a bit from John Nathan Turner's side of things, but I no one's really said what went on or what he's I'd love to know his there point is of view. Absolutely a reason there. why season 18 yeah, yeah, is the I most know. intelligent <laughs> The most, the know. best budgeted, that really the best looking me. JNT season of all. Out, out of Barry Letts' story, it's that sort of time that I'd love to know, but I just don't think. I'll just say we've gone we from don't. the woods and yeah. the space suited people to the village with the zombie people to a space security centre now. I mean, this I, is it doesn't really giving explain. And giving and giving. Is this a bit of a plot? Like, why is unit is unit just. Uh, because obviously Crafer's up in the rocket, but I don't understand why the brigadier would have his named. He's put his name on his door, or does he just sort of set up camp and they just someone's printed off a name for his? He's got an office there at this research. Why is it not like, a unit? If they HQ? didn't mention him at all, like remember when they didn't mention unit at all in the Sea Devils, mm. and so you're not going, oh, where's unit? Where's the brigadier? So do you by by doing this, you're going, oh, where's the brigadier? Does it need to be unit? Do you remember what happened? Nicholas Courtney was like, I ain't doing that. 
He goes, no, you wrote me out the show. Yeah. I'm not coming. I've got a theatre run that's going for six months. Oh, and we lose the TARDIS here or mislay the that's TARDIS. That's another which terrination, is another terrination thing. Yeah. There's something wrong with the TARDIS. Hang they on. can't get back in. Doesn't it lose the lock in one of it? Is that Keith Mariners? Uh, lock? No, that's sensor oh, rights, isn't it? It's an invisible force field. There's a force field in yeah. Keith and Marinus. Um, well, the, um, it all gets gunked up in Planet of the Daleks. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you> <laughs> um, There's always something, isn't it? In oh, Dark Master Plan, it stays on Kemble, doesn't it? Yes, and they're yeah, off at the spa. Yep, Mercury and the Daleks. Oh, all sorts, yeah. And what happens in the chase? Oh, apart from the chase. Well, no, they need it. But they need, yeah, they need it in the chase. <laughs> it's a fucking chase. <laughs> <laughs> they need the TARDIS. I'm always like, oh, look at this man coming up the Sultana. Oh. He, he strangles Sarah Jane, right? I think it's supposed to be... She trying, gets so it's, close, it's, though, doesn't it's she? It's very comical. I wouldn't get close. Well, it looks like she's going to kiss him. <laughs> look at that. Woo! That's scary. Do you know what? If I was hard about enough by now... Oh, and here we have Milton Johns oh, as Guy Craven. Oh, he's Absolutely wonderful. We'd seen him last in Doctor Who and Enemy of the World. Mm. Been brilliant as well. I knew him absolutely from the BBC Children's series. I don't know if anyone remembers this. This, my first memory of loving a TV show and being a fan of a TV show was CBBC's Happy Families, 1988 Based on the books from Alan Elberg, <laughs> and he played. He it was like um, it was like a sort of rep company. There was a group of actors, and they did a different sort of story each time. I'd never heard of it until he showed me a clip. The and other the week. first one was Mrs. Wobble, the waitress, with an Annette Badland as Mrs. Wobble, and she was all sort of and, nervous. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. She's a waitress, and she gets Ooh. nervous when Milton John's character. Um, Alfonso shouts at her and when he shouts what shout- a mistake to make <laughs> oh, Mr Wobble stop a wobbly the food around her. oh and, no and you're making gets- me yeah, and she gets upset and throws the food around. But then all the customers love her because she throws the food around. But Milton Johns is, oh, Mr. Wobble, you are fired! <laughs> and, uh, Honestly. Oh, and I'm he's also it. great as Mr. Creep the Crook as well. In the same programme? In the, in the same programme. So Happy oh, Families, wow. it's, it's amazing. That's how I know him. Well, can I say, it's a very different role from um, Enemy of the World where he was the sinister and sadistic henchman. Oh, absolutely. And very camp, may I say. But apart from this and Happy Families, I've not seen him in anything else. No, I'd no, no, no. Is he done a Blake 7 or something like that? No, no, but he, he was never out of work. He, yeah. No, he's a Cast- Castellan Kellner. Oh, of course, of and course. Brilliant, may yeah. I say so. Yeah. Can I say, right, he says in the commentary of this, because it's a good commentary this, it's got the guy who plays Stigman, uh, Mark Ayres, mm, a bit boring, um, and Milton Johns. <laughs> yeah. And Milton Johns says that um, he loved working with Tom Baker. Like, he made it a, a really fun, delightful experience. But he said he worked with Patrick Troughton twice, and he, he, like, he said he never got to know him. He was quite obscure on the set. And I thought that was quite interesting, because everyone always says Patrick Troughton was so much fun to be around. He's the first person I'd ever know to say that he was actually was a bit of a mysterious character who Mate, well, kept his I, distance. It, it, Patrick Troughton, he did have a bit of a stressful time on Doctor Who, didn't he? Maybe he just didn't... You know, Enemy of the World, because a... it was Barry well, Letts. Letts. He yes. confessed to Barry Letts he wanted to leave in Enemy of the World. Yeah. Patrick Troughton. Yeah. But I mean, the whole eye patch thing in this does let the character of Guy Crayford down a little bit, doesn't Can it? I, unfortunately. But, but all they had to do was cover it with a line, right? All they had to say was he'd been hypnotized to not look brainwashed, uh, yeah. you know? Maybe that was. Uh, and I'm surprised it's Robert Holmes' script editing, isn't it? That oh. something like that would be. Because he's usually quite. Things like that are covered, aren't they? Oh, I love some of this action. This is. 
This again, this is a private location. We couldn't go to this one. No, we, we would have done. But it is a. Uh, but yeah. can I say, like, Barry Letts, yeah? The pace of this first episode is relentless. So much goes on. Tons yeah. of outside location mm. work, loads of mysteries and suspense. Like, this is peak episode one. And I think all the location filming really helps this story. There's a lot of. Well, it's 50 50 location and studio, I suppose. This but it does really help. bum looks marvellous in that costume, Ooh. doesn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> She's got cool shoes on in this, if you notice. No, well, I'll have a look now. Oh, God, my nan had one of those phones. It's one of those phones where you have to the dial the numbers around. around. yeah. I know, well, if you have to phone 999, you're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> you know, especially if you're having a seizure or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, they made life Here a bit easier We're later on. Heading towards the end. Again, another Terry Nation thing, Monster at the end of part one. And more Dudley Simpson music goes... Dun, 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 dun. And they're doing the Terror of the Zygons thing, aren't they? But just showing you a little bit of the monster. Which I think is wise for the Krals. It ain't as effective as the first part know, of Terror of the Zygons, though, let's be honest. That's because yeah. the design of the Krals is not quite as good as the design of the no. Zygons. I think they look their best here when he puts his head through this hole. That's the best the Krals Who, ever Baker? Looked. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> See, just seeing that bit of him, this is the best they look. After this, I'm sorry, they don't really work. That is scary, I think, and for, a, for an end of part one monster. Do you think Philip Hinchcliffe talks as much sense as Barry Letts? I think he's quite sensible as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. He's great. He is scathing about the design of the crafts. Now, he likes the story. He likes the mysteries. He likes yeah. the writing. There's always that one direction. thing in all of these classics. Oh, it was Max Faulkner. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, need, no need to tweet there's us now, one... folks. <laughs> yeah. We just read the credits. Um, there's... <laughs> There's always one thing that, like, you know, like Wang Chiang, it's the rat. In these great stories, there's always one thing, and unfortunately, mm. this. If the crows were a little bit better, I think this would be viewed. Well, he a says bit because the crows are supposed higher. to be these highly skilled technicians, and yet they've got these True. lumpy hands they I can't do anything what, with. I'm sure we should look this up. What Terry Nation described them as in his uh, script, because was it a vague Terry Nation? Well, he probably put thing, a bit or was it a. Or was it a, I can't think of what, they're called crows, but you make them up what you want, is what he would usually do, i.e. the Daleks. Before we out this episode, um, may I just make a comment on my favourite dick? Sure. Dick Mills. Right. Who's a special sound man throughout most of the 70s, you know. Yes. And I'll tell you what, no, because I think the sound technicians in Doctor Who do half the work the budget can't do most of the times. And may I say, he does some fabulous things in this. You know the bit where Sarah Jane's trapped to the, to the chair and the light's going... Oh, the rock. It's going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he one. just did a fabulous whoop, whoop, whoop alarm. Oh, and man. when the uh, androids are firing their guns, it goes... <laughs> <laughs> we should all go to a Dick Mills concert. Oh, Imagine all them noises coming at you live. <laughs> or I could just do them all on here. Yeah. <laughs> 